Welcome to our continuing series, Explorations in Savitri. And as always, it is an honor to have with us Alok Bhai. Namaste. O radiant fountain of the world's delight, world free and unattainable above, O bliss whoever dwellst deep hid within, while men seek the outside and never find, mystery and muse with hieratic tongue, incarnate the white passion of thy force, mission to earth some living form of thee, one moment fill with thy eternity, let thy infinity in one body live, all knowledge wrap one mind in seas of light, all love throb single in one human heart, immortal, treading the earth with mortal feet, all heaven's beauty crowd in earthly limbs, omnipotence girdled with the power of God, movements and moments of a mortal will, pack with the eternal might one human hour, and with one gesture change all future time. Let a great word be spoken from the heights, and one great act unlock the doors of fate. Thank you, Narad. Uh, I understand it's a very special day uh, for, for, for Na- Brother Narad's. I mean, I, I know he won't say this. Uh, it happens to be late Mary Helen's birthday. So, uh, to read these wonderful lines about the Divine Mother's advent, which all nature seeks, to tread with her feet, to heal with her feet, the aching throb of life. And uh, see, when we see Savitri, and uh, I was just, someone had sent me some link about Divine Mother in various traditions. Uh, Well, it's not just about worshipping the Divine Mother in various traditions. That is, of course, there. It's well known, whether it be, of course, Indian tradition has given a great importance, the tantras and Many other, uh, even Vedas, do mention about the Divine Mother. But it's there in, in Christian tradition, Jewish tradition, the Kabbalah, the, the Islamic tradition, mm-hmm. Sufi mysticism. There is the worship of the Divine Mother. But what is special and specific about Savitri is the incarnation of the Divine Mother. And I think incarnation of the Divine Mother and uh, stepping in the forefront of the human quest uh, means a change of balance, a tilt of um, the balance between the feminine and the masculine elements in creation. Mother Hin said that when she speaks to the women in Japan. Uh, yes, yes. She says that um, India, she speaks of India also at one point, and she says it's a land of contraries. 
And she says on one side there is the worship of the Shakti and yet on the other side there is a neglect of the feminine. And it, it was universally true because if you see really um, throughout the history of the race, there is a tilt toward the masculine element. Escape, Vedanta, the great incarnations, the tendency to live in the world of ideas. And uh, even when there have been great feminine vibhutis and incarnations, but they have gone unnoticed. They have gone unnoticed. And so with the, uh, with, with the mother, divine mother taking a feminine form, someone was asking me some days back, that why do you the the soul has no gender it is neither masculine nor feminine I said yes but what to do divine mother has taken a certain body <laughs> so <laughs> that body becomes something special for all of us you know because she has chosen to it's true that the soul has no gender and if we talk about the divine mother she is neither man nor woman in, a, in the highest sense she is we use the word she to, you know, because that's how we are habituated. But she is beyond he and she. She is the power, the supreme knowledge as well as power, both in one. And the delight, oh bliss, what gender would you speak of bliss, oh bliss, whoever dwellest deep hid within, while men seek the outside and never find it. But she chose to take up a certain body and because of that, there is a certain readjustment of the balance which means many things it's not just about human forms women empowerment that's one part of it but say for instance earth now Greeks worship the feminine as Gaia the earth principle so we'll suddenly see that you know human beings will once again begin to respect earth begin to feel for earth and uh, earthly energies because it's a tilt towards that it would also mean emergence of the soft powers, as it is called. The feminine powers are very different from the masculine powers. And uh, it would also mean that this creation which has suffered so much from deprivation of love, I feel that is uh, one of the maladies of the centuries, not just century. If I look through the history of mm. the races and if you are not biased with oh, this is wonderful, this is grand, then we will see that there is such a depravity of love. You know, just see 100 years, 200 years back and humanity was so barbaric. I, I really can't imagine that, you know, people were guillotined, they were hung on the trees and, I mean, what not? And this was cool and uh, even regarded as something, sign of heroism. Take from the t time of Troy right up till now, or even before, even even during the time of Mahabharata and, you know, the feminine has never been really given that due place, which means that when it came to practically organizing life, there has been a certain mess all through. And right from Ramayana times, I take Sita's symbolic disappearance back into earth as a sign that the earth was not yet ready for the full blossoming of the feminine element. She represents that. So I think Mother's coming, her divine advent also indicates that the energies which have been neglected, particularly of love, they will uh, once again nourish human heart, the impoverished human heart. I'm doing a short series on new birth 
in which, let me just get that a moment. Sri Aurobindo writes, The idea of a spiritual motherhood is not an invention of this ashram. It is an eternal truth which has been recognized for ages past, both in Europe and in Asia. The distinction I have drawn between the physical relationship and the psychic and spiritual relation is also not a new invention. It is an idea known and understood everywhere and found to be perfectly plain and simple by all. <laughs> so, just the background, this letter, as far as I remember, was written to Dara. Yes, I think so. Who found it very difficult. Though in Islamic tradition, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the idea of spiritual motherhood. Yeah. Uh, I think she is known as Fatima, the daughter of the... But everywhere she has been neglected, you know, all everywhere. the traditions. Now, the beauty, the, the change which takes place with the coming of the Divine Mother is that the focus changes. You know, the focus of yoga, old yogas, is toward the skies. So, you know, the, the masculine element mm. which wants to go higher and higher in the ideative realm. Uh, whereas now the focus is on earth, how those great truths yes. can manifest on earth. So mother's coming also means that the coming of all these profound truths which human beings experienced in their inner being yes. must become realizable in the body and they must express themselves in earthly life. And repeatedly mother says, this is one of the challenges in the agenda we read that uh, she says all the forces they come and tell me it's all right. You have all these. Exp- you may have all these experiences and realizations within, but it's of no use. Material field remains just as it is. And in 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 Savitri, we see death repeatedly saying that this field remains what it is. So it's fine. You go and go up and have these experiences. So this idea earlier in previous spirituality, there was a lot of stress on inner experiences. Even sometimes, you know, here there is a tendency, yeah. people begin to, oh, what experiences you have? It's not important. What what have we really brought down to earth? And Shubindo says, nothing is done if the outer nature doesn't change. All we have done is ever still to do. Yes. So here the whole stress changes. And since it means, you know, that's why I thought uh, and keeping in mind the you know, human love in any form has its own dignity. And I think, you know, it, it uh, should not be belittled or trivialized. It has its own beauty and should become. And that's what we see in Savitri. Um, you know, one of the differences I find in the previous note of Savitri and the present. Shurabindo started it as earth and the beyond. It's interesting. There is earth and there is the beyond. Now in the Savitri as it exists today, you see what is the last canto? Return to earth. Yes. Nalanida speaks about it that these are the three stages of you know evolution. First we are in ignorance and you know we have to then concentrate, 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 go through a narrow gate into the one who alone is eternal, real, true, the Vedantic truth. But then, having gained that, we have to come back and express it in earthly life. And that's a very big challenge. And I don't think that, you know, we can speak about uh, Shubhinder's Yoga without simultaneously speaking about this movement. Yes. And it's not for nothing that in the epilogue, so uh, if you, 
if it's okay, I just thought we can read some lines from here. Sure. The return to earth. Page. So this is page seven fifteen. This canto, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll you know read from somewhere on page seven hundred seventeen. Now Savitri has come back, and she has come back after the you know having torn the mask of death, having had the vision of the glory of glories, having stood face to face with the supreme. And she has brought down this boon to earth and men. You know, she she could become now the yogis of yogis. But look, this canto which Shurbindo has put at toward the end. Yeah. What does it mean to live this life? We still have the idea, the old idea of the yogin, the sannyasi, somebody who is withdrawn from life. And the ascetic idea, and it is so strong. Shurbindo repeatedly says it has to be broken. In fact, mother goes on to say they are of no use to me. I prefer those who are still in life and connected with life, even if in ignorance, because something I can do upon them. But the sannyasis, even she says that they are people who who can be very dangerous. And still our whole idea of spiritual life is the life of the sannyasi. But look, Savitri. So page 717. It's a beautiful scene that uh, Satyavan is lying asleep. Actually, he doesn't know what has happened. (laughs) He has died and come back. And suddenly he breathes. Breathes to the touch of Savitri. Look the delicacy and the beauty of these lines. Then sighing to her touch the soft-winged sleep rose hovering from his flower-like lids and flew Murmurous away, awake, he found her eyes. Even a sheer poetry, it is marvelous. That whole scene, Satyavan is lying in Savitri's lap and she has brought him back. And he opens, the first thing he sees is Savitri's eyes. Waiting for his, (laughs) look the perfection. And felt her hands and saw the earth his home given back to him once more. Satyavan is the soul in man. It has come to manifest perfection here. This is the home. So, and her made his again, his passions all. With his arms encircling hold around her locked, a living knot to make possession close, he murmured with hesitating lips her name, and vaguely recollecting wonder cried, Whence hast thou brought me back captive? Whence hast thou brought me captive back, love chained to thee and sunlight's walls? O golden beam and casket of all sweetness, Savitri, Godhead and woman, moonlight of my soul. For surely I have travelled in strange worlds by thee companioned a pursuing spirit. Together we have disdained the gates of night. I have turned away from the celestial's joy and heaven's insufficient without thee. Look, you know, what is the marvel? To what levels Shurabindu is taking love? Not just a love which is in the beyond and 
enters into the ineffable. We have disdained night. We have left behind death. And we have also discovered that heaven is insufficient without the, you know, this need to have something concrete as a form. It's not without reason that the divine has just picked up matter to express himself. I mean, unless we feel that he did everything wrong (laughs) and we have to correct the wrong by the one right thing is to go back. So, where now has passed that formidable shape which rose against us? The spirit of the void claiming the world for death and nothingness, denying God and soul. Or was all a dream or vision seen in a spiritual sleep? Something he has felt. And now, few lines below, Savitri's reply. But she replied, our parting was the dream. You know, this this comes in some of other poems of Shurabindo where he says that parting is the dream. Togetherness is, you know, eternal togetherness. We are together. We live. O Satyavan, look round thee and behold, glad and unchanged, our home, this forest with its thousand cries, and the whisper of the wind among the leaves, and... Through rifts in emerald seen, the evening sky, God's canopy of blue sheltering our lives, and the birds crying for heart's happiness, winged poets of our solitary reign, our friends on earth, where we are king and queen. You know, again, even when Shubindu describes, uh, I'll read that part also, it's very powerful where Savitri has, you know, discovered not only her soul, all these centers have opened. Then what is her state? So Shubindu describes it very interestingly that she comes back. See Savitri who has now discovered her soul. See all these centers have opened. So there is already, you know, the pouring down of the higher and higher states of consciousness. But look how Shurabindo describes. This is on page 551. I have just gone back. The old beauty smiled of the terrestrial scene. See, repeatedly Shurabindo brings back. We don't have to become oblivious to beauty. We have, we have to stop this tendency to shun anything which is, you know, as if it's a, it's a sin, as if it's some, you know, uh, it's a snare, it's, it's a moha in which you are trapped. Yes, we can ignorantly play with it or we can have the same truth very consciously. And that's where the line lies. It's a thin line, it's a slippery slope, but well, at one point man has to negotiate through it. She too was her old gracious self to men. The ancient mother clutched her child to her breast, pressing her close in her environing arms, as if earth ever the same could forever keep the living spirit and body in her clasp. As if death were not there, nor end, nor change, accustomed only to read outward signs, 
none saw aught new in her none divined her state they saw a person where was only god's past you know and mother herself she actually manifested it you know we cannot imagine somebody who at the age of 21 before 21 has realized identity with god and you know has had those rarest of rare experiences of which uh, somebody would give many lives and she was just having them so easily she would start playing tennis she would go to department she would play she was she would have you know all kinds of activities with everyone and in the beginning uh, when i used to come i asked some people because it's such a joy to know you know what what was it to be with the mother and uh, sure enough some of them told some people have grown up from childhood you, you said yes i know you think it is a great advantage but we don't know we we just kept seeing her as a human mother took her for granted took her for granted and she was such a perfect even as a human mother <laughs> that they could never care to go deeper and see beyond because because she became human came so close to her this only the divine mother can do you know that she would just come walk with us and lift us up and you know play with us all kinds of games with children yes. which includes ringa ringa roses can you imagine playing ringa ringa roses with divine mother i just can't imagine you know playing below yeah so you know now people are so strict sometimes they don't make sound and this and mother has played ringa ringa roses right below you know even in her own room so what kind of love and yet look where there was only god's past once he tells them that you know 1960 29 february that i am going to distribute medals so you please because krishna had come and she was playing with krishna also krishna tells her that you know there will be no place for you laughed and said golden krishna so he said there will be no place for you i know you are in just see so mother kept quiet so she told them she didn't tell about krishna or anything she said you know you keep the space don't uh, you know because she wanted to keep some space for krishna so she said ki don't put anything there and i will come and arrange but she comes and says everybody had already put nice things in the footstool on the side stool because you know they, they had no clue <laughs> as usual they had arranged so she looks at it and then she says all right krishna because krishna is now seated there so then she suddenly experiences something very unique enel thyself that only god, god may be. be and she is nowhere and everywhere and krishna distributes the medal but apparently people are seeing there is the divine mother sitting and giving the medal because she she completely entered into that vast this i find very fascinating it's possible to engage with all our human activities but in that high transcendent state and people ask your bindo that is it really possible to engage in karma in a sachidananda state he says good lord what else i have been saying all this you know volumes on essays on the gita what else i have been saying writing myself doing <laughs> is it possible to engage because we still have the idea that the person who lives in that state is withdrawn from life he doesn't engage he is to use a very you know he is a sadhu bachcha he must look with a little, <laughs> little pensive eyes he can't laugh he's not supposed to now you know they have reversed everything so we have these you know we can come back to these lines 
So she describes and how beautifully she says on page 718. Only our souls have left death's night behind. That's all that is required. The shadow to be pushed out. That's how life can become beautiful and divine because in its origin it is divine. And death's night is all the doubts and difficulties and obstacles and impossibilities. It cannot be. It, is, it has never happened so far. It will not be. Yoga means withdrawal into some Himalayan region. Go inside and don't care about this. So all these hundred doubts that death throws to deny the divine life. And now it comes in peculiar ways because you know everybody so now earlier it used to be has Shurabindu and the mother have they achieved supramental how we can now it comes oh they have also gone <laughs> how can humanity be transformed it's not possible let's go to some nearby Baba <laughs> enough of Babas if Babas is the end of life on earth then better you know <laughs> I, I feel it's not worthwhile <laughs> But we are so enamored by Babas, no? The moment you see somebody with a saffron or white cloth, I am sorry, but I get, you know, I... It's alright. <laughs> I, I have my issues with this. <laughs> Enough of that. Just be... And Mother says why the ashram was created, among other things. Among other things. One of the things he says, so that we can learn to live normally and be free. And this, she says, I wonder why it is so difficult for human beings. To live normally and be free. To be free inside and live normally. You don't have to do anything abnormal. You are doing the same thing but with a different consciousness. And it may sound very simple but it's very difficult. Uh, you know, the moment you try to do it, the entire... Because death is standing there. That fellow, that shadow created by us. Changed by a mighty dream's reality. You will say, no, 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 I, I exist originally. Yes, but man's mind has made a, you know, too much out of him. Mother says that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she was asked that death, uh, why is it he mentioned as a god? So mother says in the human consciousness he has become a god. Yes. We have given so much importance to death, so much importance to death. But when I look at some of these ancient, some of those beings of a heroic nature who were so close to the divine, they didn't care a jot about death. Yeah. As if it didn't exist. What does it matter? Death or life? In the, uh, <clears throat> in the West, in certain Christian traditions, they say death is simply a door to let life walk through. Absolutely. So that whole importance and, you know, death spurs <coughs> us. Oh, mm. we may die. So, you know, we are always as if busy catching a train. <laughs> oh, we may die. We have died thousand times, you know. There is a famous mystic, Malana Rum, Sufi mystic. He says, why should I be afraid of dying? I died a mineral and became a plant. Oh, and yes, it's true. Yes, the mineral is absorbed into the plant. I died a plant and became an animal. It's true. That animal absorbs the... Even if you leave aside the rebirth, just see the cycle. I died an animal and became a man. Why should I be afraid of dying? Yes. This fear... So all the time haunting us. And mother says, you have been with me through many, many births many or you wouldn't be here yes, now. Yes. 
So she says that we have left death's night behind, changed by a mighty dream's reality, illumined by the light of symbol worlds and the stupendous summit self of things, and stood at Godhead's gates, limitless, free. Then when we come back, we stay as if as free beings. And then Can I read a little bit from what high change? Yes, yes, please, please, please. <clears throat> what high change is in thee, O Savitri? Bright ever thou wast, a goddess, still and pure, yet dearer to me by thy sweet human parts, earth gave thee, making thee yet more divine. My adoration mastered, my desire bent down to make it subject, my daring clasp, claiming my body and soul, my life's estate, rapture's possession, love's sweet property, a statue of silence in my templed spirit, a yearning godhead and a golden bride. But now thou seemst almost too high and great for mortal worship. Wow. Time lies below thy feet, and the whole world seems only a part of thee. What lovely. And then he still aspires. Next page we have these lines. <coughs> if to fill these thou lift thy sacred flight, my human earth will still demand thy bliss. Make still my life through thee a song of joy. And all my silence wide and deep with thee. It reminds me of a letter or part of a letter of Shodhuna. Where he says, I have not come here to create mats. Mats, you know, is monasteries or sannyasis. I have come here to call the souls of the strong to the Leela of Krishna and Kali. To another place in another aphorism he says something similar in different way. Uh, maybe Who can Krishna? No, no. The, where the strongest boy in the crowd and the, you know, probably we can, by the time we read, I am sure one would have taken out. <laughs> uh, you know, he speaks about that, that. That is the ideal. And if you see when the, the way Shobindra and the mother have eventually made this place evolve in that direction. It's amazing. So while you know it comes out, then what does Savitri reply? Could you get it? I'm trying. Yeah. So <clears throat> she says, Savitri's reply, All now is changed, yet all is still the same. Marvelous line. All now is changed, yet all is still the same. Lo, we have looked upon the face of God. Our life has opened with divinity. We have borne identity with the Supreme and known His meaning in our mortal lives. Our love has grown greater by that mighty touch and learned its heavenly significance yet nothing is lost of mortal love's delight 
look, you know, oh, can we imagine this? What what hides both spiritual and human is taken to. And now when I look back on many of these stories of uh, at in the Indian context, the other day only I was having a discussion with, uh, discussion means I was just sharing some thoughts with one of the gurus and uh, you know, he knows me and you know, he was speaking about, so I, I, I told him, I said, see, uh, in Indian thought, it's very interesting that Shiva is regarded as the Lord of Tapasya and he's a supreme ascetic and he is married what a reconciliation and how could that and you know not just married you will see it's described they are playing a game they, they are playing the game with game of dice <laughs> where Shiva knows everything and, Savi, and Parvati says well if I also know everything there can be no game so I will choose not to know anything though I can know so she says, I will not know anything, you know everything and now we will play the game. And that game decides the destiny of mankind. Where he knows all the, what is going to happen because he is, you know, he has, she has chosen to wail. And we see this wonderful, uh, you know, story yeah. and everything. Yeah. It, it's amazing, you know, and uh, even Shurabindu at one place, I remember somebody asked him that what books Champaklalji uh, asked him or Poonam Chand one of them asked him that what book we should you advise so one of them he advised was Prakriti Rahasya Secret of Nature he said you read this book it's there in Gujarati so we can't you know so this is the aphorism <coughs> which I was referring to when will the world change into the model of heaven. When all mankind becomes boys and girls together with God revealed as Krishna and Kali. The happiest boy and strongest girl of the crowd. Look, he has used the word strongest. Girl of the crowd. Playing together in the gardens of paradise. The Semitic Eden was well enough, but Adam and Eve were too grown up. <laughs> love this line. What a touch of humor. <laughs> they should have been just children. Children of the divine, playing together. How wonderful. <laughs> we are too grown up and it's God himself too old and stern and solemn for thee. Offer of the serpent to be resisted. <laughs> they were too grown up and God was too stern and solemn and strict. <laughs> God. Look, look, look. This lie, this, I must read this also. The Semites have the Semites have afflicted mankind with the conception of a God who is a stern and dignified king and solemn judge and knows not mirth. But we who have played, but we who have seen Krishna know him for a boy fond of play and a child full of mischief and happy laughter. Thank you.
So these lines are beautiful and with that we can wind up. Our love has grown greater by that mighty touch and learned its heavenly significance. Yet nothing is lost of mortal love's delight. Heaven's touch fulfills but cancels not our earth. This we have to learn. Yes. Heaven's touch fulfills but cancels not our earth. Our bodies need each other in the same last. Still in our breasts repeat heavenly secret rhythm. Our human heartbeats passionately close. Still am I she who came to thee mid the murmur of sunlit leaves upon this forest verge. I am the Madran. I am Savitri. All that I was before, I am to thee still, close comrade of thy thoughts and hopes and toils. All happy contraries I would join for thee. All sweet relations marry in our life. I am thy kingdom, even as thou art mine, the sovereign and the slave of my desire. Look, you know, this is a perfect relation between Prakriti and Purusha. When mother was asked what is the truth behind uh, the attraction between man and a woman, she said, Purusha and Prakriti, the truth of Purusha and Prakriti. Thy prone possessor, sister of thy soul, and mother of thy wants, thou art my world, the earth I need, the heaven my thoughts desire, the world I inhabit, and the God I adore. Thy body is my body's counterpart, whose every limb my answering limb desires, whose heart is key to all my heartbeats. This I am, and thou to me. O Satyavan, our wedded walk through life begins anew. No gladness lost, no depth of mortal joy. Let us go through this new world that is the same, for it is given back, but it is known, a playing ground and dwelling house of God who hides himself in bird and beast and man. Sweetly to find himself again by love, by oneness. I don't think there can be any perfect rounding up of Sri Yoga than these lines. It requires a breaking of old molds. And it's true, you know, people often argue, but this dangerous is dangerous. When Nalida was asked, it's dangerous, he said, yes, you will say, I am asking you to play with fire. Well, I am asking you to play with fire. These are his words. But without that, there can be no perfection established. We will again become ascetics and wandering monks, rejoicing in the bowl songs of... But if that was the case, there was no need of creation at all. The mystery of married earth and heaven. 